Hi there, and welcome to Vineyard Church Delaware County's podcast. My name is Michael Hansen. I'm the lead pastor here at the church, and I am so glad that you have joined us for this week's message. I'm going to have a little bit more to say at the end, but for now, enjoy the teaching. Hey, uh, so you remember a couple weeks ago, um, we were going to interview Christopher uh, Meyer, and, and he was sick, and all better, right? All better? For the... <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, this is waterproof. We'll be good. It's fine. But, uh, um, and so we, they go back to Brazil like in just over a week. And so we're going to invite you guys up in just a bit. We're going to interview Christopher and Denise, uh, which will be fun. Um, uh, but one of the things I wanted to share before they come up is I know over the last six or seven months or so, we've had a real growth spurt uh, as a church. There's, we have a lot more, uh, there's a lot of people moving into the area and uh, people, you know, have been visiting our church and joining the church, which is wonderful. But I know that for some of you, you're, you're, you're not, you don't know like the history or, or just how connected we've been uh, in Brazil with missions, etc. So just to give you a bit of a snapshot, uh, this church from day one has uh, really taken seriously the, the command of Jesus to, you know, to go into all the world and, and to preach the gospel and to tell people about Jesus. So we want to be a church that is kingdom active like right here, you know, uh, in Sunbury and, and to the ends of the earth, wherever, really wherever God lets us go. And you may have seen out this door, we've got a little missions uh, wall there. And uh, we have a, a view on missions or a perspective of uh, narrow and deep versus uh, uh, shallow and wide. And what I mean by that is deep and wide. Remember that song as kids? I had to think it through there. But what I mean by that is, you know, the church I grew up in, we had a, a map of the world. We had probably, I don't know, many pins on that map. And then there'd be thread going to a, a picture of a missionary couple. Did you remember those? And, and I remember, I know in our church and many churches, you'll see that they'll be investing in uh, mission work all over the place. And we've just decided that, that uh, and we feel like God has put it on us, on a calling on us as a church, that we are very focused on the nation of Brazil. And so Danny and Penny Meyer, who started this church, Danny's been going down to Brazil uh, for, I bet, 30 plus years, something like that. He's super, super connected down there. And, and we've, uh, we continue then to work in Brazil. Uh, we are very much committed there uh, financially. Uh, typically, we send a, a team down once a year, a two-week mission trip. We didn't go last year because of this little thing you may have, may have heard of called COVID. And uh, we, we aren't going this year, but we will be going next year. So start praying about that and, and saving your, your pennies because it's a wonderful uh, it's a wonderful trip. Uh, if you look at the missions board, we all, there's another family there, uh, Tim and Betsy Kubaki. They're wonderful. I just spoke with them last week. They're in the nation of Angola in, uh, on the continent of Africa. And they started in Brazil, and now they're working in Angola. Uh, it's also a Portuguese-speaking nation. So I think that's all I want to say. So why don't we welcome Christopher and Denise? Here they come. Slow, it's fine. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll fill, I'll, I've got some filler. Here they come. Here they come. Here, okay. I was trying to think of something funny to say in Portuguese and uh, nothing came. So, because uh, I don't really know. <laughs> okay, can you guys see? Boa noite, tudo bem? Just flick him right there. Hello. 
Do you want to say hello, Denise? Hey, everybody. You're on. Hello. They said hello. So I, I, uh, I, I want to be translating. <laughs> I'm the last person you want translating. All right. So, no, seriously, though, Christopher and Denise are back. So it'll be, it'll be <laughs> okay. different because when, when he goes to Macapá, where we live, uh, I translate for him. And I make up all kinds of things. <laughs> uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> I try to stay true, but he's so funny, it's hard to... <laughs> well, and in Brazil, I'm not, in Brazil, I'm not funny. I'll tell jokes in Brazil and they're like... It's really hard. It's hard on the self-esteem, but... Okay, we better get going or we'll start. So Christopher and Denise are missionaries sent from this church. And like Denise just said, they're in a city called Macapá. And um, so why don't we uh, uh, just start by jumping right in. You guys are on furlough. Um, obviously, you're pregnant. Yeah. Did you notice? <laughs> well, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure, but I, I thought I'd take a risk. Because those are things you want to take a risk on. Um, but, uh, but seriously, just catch us up. Uh, this has been, like, it's, it's been a crazy year and a half for us, but I think it's been an even crazier year and a half for you guys down in Brazil, so. Um, I think Michael already said, we, you know, we're going to focus on these last two years of our life. Um, some of you don't know us. Um, if any of you would like to know more of the history of our ministry in Brazil, we have cards out there, like Michael was telling about, with my email address on it. And you guys are welcome to write me, uh, and I will answer any questions you guys have. But yeah, tonight we're going to be focusing on these last two years, because we only have about a half an hour, and it'll be interesting to see if we can get these last two years uh, into the half an hour. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'm going to, as you guys can see, one thing we'll talk about real quick is Denise is pregnant, and she's going to share a little bit about uh, kind of the craziness of this pregnancy. Um, yeah. You know... Like Michael said, we already, this year has been a crazy year for the world. Um, our city, uh, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, was hit really, really hard by COVID. And so, but on top of that, uh, we've had a lot of just uh, crazy things happen. And uh, God has really kind of showed himself to us in a new way over uh, this last few years. But yeah. Just want to start, I just want to say thank you to every time I come to United States. I feel so loved by this church. <laughs> thank you guys so much. Yeah. <laughs> it's been so good to have this, this support, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, um, for us, the beginning of the second pregnancy, uh, we already have one child, which, which he's not here right now. His name is Jonas. And... Uh, we, we had the beginning of this new pregnancy, it was really hard, you know, five weeks, I started bleeding and I went to the doctor, they told me the baby was not alive, and right away they wanted to take it out, and I was like, what's going on, you know, couldn't process that thing, so went home, talked to Christopher, did not feel peace about, you know, doing that procedure, Anyways, we waited two weeks more. We went back to the another doctor because I needed an, a new opinion about it, right? So, and then there he, there the baby was. You know, the heartbeat was there. I cried so much, mm. but wasn't 
there. The, 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 it wasn't the ending of it, you know, we just, we kept having more situations of, you know, just bleeding and just having weird stuff happening. And I, I didn't know what to think about, you know, I was like, God, I, I give you this babe. And if you, you know, if you want to take it, amen. But it's, it's really hard. Whoever went through something like that knows how hard it is, you know. But throughout that time, I felt God just speaking to me so clearly, you know, and just giving me so much peace. I think I grew so much this year, more than maybe any year in my life, <laughs> you know. Hard times make that we, on uh, us. Yeah, they, we were told twice at two different times along the pregnancy that the baby was dead. And, um, and so it, both times, like, you know, there was another ultrasound scheduled. So I, I think this year, because like I said, our, our city was hit really hard by the pandemic, we had been so sh shut down. So I, I think usually when we would go through difficult things, generally, or at least I, me, uh, generally we would kind of keep ourselves busy doing things to kind of distract ourselves. But I think this year was challenging because all the things that we were, we would generally do and all the things that we were used to doing mm. in our ministry was, uh, was shut down in a way for a while. So there was a lot of uh, processing. But real quick, before we move on, you know, I, I feel like I'm a pretty, uh, uh, I try to be a pretty vulnerable person. I, I think the, sometimes when people think about uh, missionaries or think about you know, pastors, they, they, they maybe don't, they kind of think, well, to be a missionary, you gotta be this type of person. You, you have to have it all together. And a lot of times, you know, I, I'm pretty vulnerable, like, I know I'm a regular guy, but I'm just trying to respond to a, a calling that's on my life. But one of the things that, you know, I'm almost embarrassed to say, well, which is the truth, but that what, something that came, that God gave us this year was, during this year, because it was a difficult year, um, was probably the first year that me and Denise really started to pray together. And that sounds crazy, like, yeah. You missionary couple not praying together, but I think what was happening was our we were our lives are praying for other people. Our lives are ministering to yeah, other people, yeah. and we we a lot of times wouldn't leave very much for each other. But this year we kind of got in this habit of laying hands on each other. And I remember when Denise came home from the hospital, and you know, they, the first time they told her the baby was dead, we stayed stayed in the room, I laid hands on her, and we just prayed and. Mm. And uh, and uh, I, we have, I, I think, in a lot of ways, this year being a crazy year for the world, it can have a negative impact on a person. It can, it can, you can get bitter, or you can get, uh, you know, as you've seen it, it's d divided people. Uh, this year has, but in our marriage, has brought us closer together. And and our, our our, so I think, like Denise said. This year has probably been the hardest year of our ministry life together, but it's definitely probably the year that I've uh, grown the most. Yeah. Uh, and it's been the year that we've probably become the best pastors or missionaries that we've been thus far. And so maybe talk a bit about that because uh, you guys uh, in Makapa, just what you're doing church-wise. Um, yeah. So 
again, I, I feel like my, the whole the whole thing we're talking about. I'm just keep on saying, and this was crazy, and this was crazy, and this was crazy. Um, but you know, we're our uh, pandemic's going on. We're already trying to figure out. Um, our whole city was, had been shut down. It's basically been pretty shut down for the last year and a half, maybe. Um, and it's been a it's been a mess, and the hospitals have been a mess, and we've we've been uh, we've had a lot of close ones to us uh, pass away, and so it was a complicated it was a complicated year. And in the midst of that, uh, you know, we had planted a church about two years ago, or no, two and a half three years ago, and we're trying to figure out well, how do we keep this fragile church together? How do we you know, this new church, how do we try to, and we tried everything. I mean, we really, you know, online, pre-recorded services, live services, Zoom services. I mean, we, and none of it's comfortable. None of it was ideal. Like, I don't, maybe some people really enjoy that. But I, in, Bra in Brazil, it's such a affectionate, social, communal uh, uh culture that yeah. it just it was just like a, it was a walking uphill the whole time in the midst of that there was an, there's another vineyard church in our city that me and Denise first worked at when we moved to Makapa and this church has been around for about 15 16 years but it, it's just it's always struggled it it, it 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 was originally why we went to Makapa to help that church well um, this year the, the the pastors at that church stepped down and the, the vineyard leadership over us, there was no one really to put in as pastors of that church. So we were asked if we would consider pastoring that church as well. So we went from trying to figure out how to hold one church together to now pastoring two churches and trying to figure out how to help this second church, how to get through the pandemic and also how uh, helping them process the pastor stepping down and everything. So, you know, our ministry life, this, you know, has been so complicated and I've joked around with Michael about it that there's no, there was no handbook for <laughs> how to pastor during a pandemic. Um, and I think like you guys, like I was thinking, you know, like when it first hit, it was like, you know, well, this will blow over in a month or two. And in our city, we were hit so hard that um, we, I think we counted about 70 to 80% of our, between our two churches had the virus. Uh, Did you say 70 to 80%? 70 to 80%. Uh, we've had a, a large amount of our people have spent significant time in the hospital and we've had a lot of, uh, or a decent number of close ones who have passed away. Um, and even about three weeks before we came to the United States, there is a girl that we're really close with where the, the, uh, her family caught COVID and three of her family members died in a matter of two weeks. Yeah. And so I understand, like, you know, it, it was complicated trying to figure, you know, it, it was complicated trying to figure out how to navigate through that um, and trying to you know, keep the, you know, uh, our people safe. But at the same, on the same token, we had to really kind of redefine how we do church and why, what, what is church? And is church just a place you go every Sunday night or what is it exactly? 
And so that's been kind of the, the process of this last year. And a lot of our ministry was based around bringing food to, to families because everybody was not working, uh, helping people, you know, help, you know, church helping with people who are struggling financially so their electricity doesn't get shut off. And it was just such a mess that we were, you know, it was funny because I would call Michael or call my dad or call all these other pastors saying, well, what do I do? And they're like, I don't know. I was hoping you could give me some advice, you know, because no, none of us had really, you know, like, you know, there's like I joked around about there, you know, so it was, it was, it's been a complicated year. Yeah. Um, but Yeah. But in that, I know in our conversations, <coughs> excuse me, it seems like, like, um, are you, where are you guys at as far as phase? Are you starting to reopen? Or are you, like, so where, where are you at as far as the church is there? Uh, before we came, uh, we decided with the small leader groups that they could, if they feel comfortable now to start meeting, you know, in, in places like outside wearing masks all that you know because we want to be very safe and but people were just like they really really need connection you know they really need to hear something or somebody to pray for them so we 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 saw like the numbers were not going completely down but it was kind of like stable we have a lot of people in our in vineyard viva that they work in the hospital so vineyard viva is the name of our one of the, our yeah churches. one of the, the 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 planting one the one that we the one that we planted <laughs> anyways so uh, we kept asking them how is it you know is is the hospital too full you know we don't want to contribute for more people to, yeah. you know, yeah. not have space in the hospital and then just ending, like dying, whatever. We don't want to have that burden on our shoulders. So they were like, no, now it's stable. Okay. So then we started, you know, doing some small groups. So right now we are just doing small groups. We don't have the, the service yet. Maybe when we come back, we don't know yet. And do you, and you know, that's one of the weird things we've had here, and, it, and I know talking with you and even hearing you now, it's like I feel like what we experienced was hard, but, but doesn't feel like much compared to what you guys went through. And, mm-hmm. But I, I think it's been weird trying to reconnect as a church. Mm-hmm. Even now, there's, you know, uh, uh, it's just there's, there's people, I'm not sure where they're, where they're at, or, you know, and that's a weird thing. But for you, have you... I mean, is the church, have you, do you feel like the church has stayed connected through this, this craziness? And, or? I felt like the, the, there's a lot of people that they really were connected to us. And they're like, we are in this together. There were some people that left, unfortunately, you know, but we, we tried as we told you that we tried to do stuff, you know, online stuff, live stuff, and even like meeting with people one-on-one outside, you know, in our house outside and just like have distance. It's not fun, but that's the way we found so we could connect, you know, to people. So they had just so going through so many things and they just needed somebody to hear. And it's, let me tell you guys, I, 
I struggle with not having people around me. You know, I do. And it's really, it was really hard for me, you know. And, and just like sometimes I just want to like, I just want to see someone, you know. <laughs> I just want to talk about whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, but God helped us and we helped each other, you know. <laughs> we, uh, I mean, I, I think... It's, it was a kind of a mystery to us, like, well, how, you know, like I said earlier, how do we keep people together? How do we keep people connected? Um, and, you know, like where we live, the internet's not that great. So like, you know, when we were trying to do live services, like half the time we just shut off and, and or half the people uh, couldn't watch because their internet wasn't working. And so, it, it, like I said, it's just been, it's been difficult. But you know, it's been it's a it's been a blessing in in some ways. And let me explain how it's been a, a blessing. We in the last year year and a half, like we were able to open up for two services. So the city kind of the numbers went down. The city started opening up, and we we're going to do and we did an outdoor service or a few outdoor services. And when during those services, many people were coming up to me and saying, oh, I'm so happy the church is open again. And it rubbed me the wrong way that I, even though I understood what they were saying, I just thought, we weren't closed. I mean, we've been trying to connect with everybody, but the church hasn't been closed. Sunday services had been closed. And I remember that night, and this is one of those other confessions of the poor missionary that I am. Um, <laughs> but that night I was laying in bed kind of uh, venting to God and I was like Lord like it, like you know it, the church is not a place you go the church is not the building the church is not the service and the service is important and we but Lord it, it, it was it bothers me that that's how so many people kind of see the church and I felt like the Lord spoke to me and he said Christopher if you don't want them to see the church as the service then you need to stop acting like the service is the church. And I was like, and I, I, I didn't really understand what he meant by that at first. And as I kind of sat there and prayed, he, he showed me, he said, you know, about 80% of your efforts go into that. 80% of your energy is going into that hour and a half. And he wasn't saying to me that it wasn't important, but he's saying, you know, they'll follow you. You're their pastor, they're gonna follow you, but you need to start illustrating uh, to them that the church is more than the service. So when we decided to start opening up small groups, it really was an opportunity because initially there was a lot of people who were like, kind of, you know, Denise said some people left, but for the most part, we don't know really who left. We just have, a, we've had a number of people who just haven't really participated with much. And maybe they're, you know, thinking, well, when the Sunday services come back, that's when we'll participate with something. But when we first opened up our small groups, the numbers weren't good at all. And it wasn't really even because of the pandemic, because we were doing it in an extremely safe way. It was more because that just wasn't church to them. That was like, oh, wait until Sunday services come. But slowly, I think probably out of people's need just to connect, the groups began to grow again. And so now it's been awesome to start to see, we've been running the groups for about four months, is we're starting to see the groups growing, but also them really bonding and this a family being like built. 
And so I think in a lot of ways, for a lot of people who've never really been involved in small groups, again, in small groups isn't church either, but these are all aspects of church yeah. and all things we do together. And, it, and I, I'm starting to slowly see uh, people's horizons kind of opening up as far as what the church can look like. I'm just curious then, you know, you guys go back in a week or so and, and carrying on the thought about the church is much more than, than this. And what, what, do you plan to do anything differently as, as, as you start to reopen more and more? Do you think, do you have any sort of plan of, of changing things up or? You know, I mean, this is like, I think this is going to be a process for me because it, it's, it's, you know, I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel or anything, <laughs> but I, I do feel like the, that God was speaking to me. I do believe, so I think uh, um, in a lot of ways, it, it comes down to just where my focus is and where our, me and Denise and our leaders that, like I said before, um, it's great to have, and the value of a Sunday service is great. It's a place where we get to all come together and worship together. It's the easiest place for the pastor to cast vision to a large group of people. I mean, there's great need for it. But I think in a lot of ways, I realize I'm going to start investing more in our small groups, for example, yeah. and, and just continue doing that. Uh, not to say that we didn't have small groups before, but it was more one of those things where there wasn't a ton of effort to be getting more small groups started and getting more people connected. Most of our efforts were trying to get people to come Sundays. So I think that would be one practical way. Um, and also just uh, what, what I... Sometimes it's easy for me and Denise to get in the mindset uh, that if, if we want to get something done, it's easier if we do it. Yeah. And that's really easy for pastors to fall into. So, for example, if there's families that need help uh, with food because the pandemic's still going on, it's usually with me and Denise kind of taking care of that. But one of the things I've been thinking a lot about is to get more people involved in that, to get more people, uh, and people were get, you know, would give money and give food to the church to give away, but to bring people along on that ride, to go into people's houses, to pray for these families that are struggling, to give food, I think is one of those things that could start opening up people's horizons as far as the role of the church, instead of just a place you go, but it's, it's, an, it's an act, it's a mission. It's, uh, we always say, uh, our church, we want it to be a family with a mission. I know, I, I think back to when we, with the whole COVID, I, I, I don't know how we would have survived without small groups. Because I'm, I'm looking around, I know, I know most of our churches, at least pre-COVID, was connected in small groups. And if our whole, if everything was, you know, betting our banking on that weekend service, I think we would have been in, in, big, in big trouble. And, and so it's really, it's, it's really been the relational glue that I think has really held us together. Um, I, I do want to, we got, we got time, I'm just, but, but before we get more practical, uh, I'd love to find out, like just, and I know this is going to be a big sort of big question, but what have you learned, if, if, what have you learned about God? Like, you know, I know there's some things that have gone on over this last year and a half that you haven't shared that this has been a really hard season for you guys, and, um, but what would you, you know, uh, what have you learned about him at a time when, um, you know, not only has it been hard with, with the pregnancy and different things, and I find, you know, you're missionaries, you're over there to, to, you know, plant churches and grow churches, and it's like everything just comes to a screeching halt. 
And that, that's going to rattle you when you're, it's like your purpose, like everything's sort of squeezed and, and, and uh, your routines are taken away. So what would you say has been maybe some of the key things you've learned about God over this, this last year and a half? You know, <clears throat> there's been a, a, a verse that I has gone through my mind like this whole uh, I'm going to forget the verse now, but this whole pandemic, I'll, I'll, I'll paraphrase. But um, I remember I, I went to Israel before I moved to Brazil. I went with my parents, and we were visiting these um, old old churches. And there was a and you know most of the churches would have crosses in them, and but there was an old church that I, I walked I walked in, and I thought there's like a chicken on the wall, like there's like a painting of a chicken and like a carving of a chicken over here. I was like, it's kind of a weird choice for a church. And I was like, oh, I don't really get, and I asked my mom, you know, my mom's kind of the Bible expert. <laughs> she is, she knows the Bible. But now it's like, why do they have chickens? And she said, she said, well, it comes from the verse, like where Jesus was being rejected by Israel and Jesus made, you know, the same that I just want to, I want to be like a mother hen and like gather the chicks under my wing. And these were the people opposed to him. These were the people that were his opposition, but Jesus, mm. his, his desire was to just embrace. And, and, and I realized because our job, we couldn't really, for a lot of our, this, these, this last year, we couldn't really do the things that we felt like we were really good at. And so I think in a lot of ways, it kind of made me kind of go through a crisis of faith. And I realized how much of my faith was tied into ministry, like my relationship with God. And I really kind of went through like this dark period of like, who am I? And I and through that, that verse just kept on coming up, coming up, coming up. And I, I kept I, so I for me, as many of you have found out, like a lot of times it's in the darkness that we find God. And I felt him speak to me over and over again, Christopher, I just want to gather you under my wing. I just want you to come under my care. Mm. And the whole time I kind of pushed back on him and saying, yeah, but I need to do something. It doesn't seem productive. I, yeah. I, need to, I need to, God, I'm here to advance the kingdom of God. I need to do something. And he said, you first need to be under my wing, Christopher. Mm. And... I, I thought about it. So I, I feel like in some ways, like we had some dark moments this year, like really dark moments in a, a span of, I think there was a two-week period where we had been told that Denise's, the baby was dead and Denise, um, our son Jonas was attacked viciously by a dog and we spent a large amount of time in the hospital for that. Um, in that same period, like we had like some kind of difficult news hearing about my mom's health. And we, there was somebody in our, in uh, close to us that passed away. It was, it just, and I remember when Denise went in for that ultrasound, the second ultrasound to see if the baby was still alive. I remember kind of just breaking down and praying out to God and said, God, I'm not strong enough. I can't, I can't hear any more bad news. Mm. I just can't do it. I can't do it. And in that moment, I just kind of felt like that sense that, that his wing, the mother hen, just kind of embraced me and kind of said to me, you don't have to do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work through you. It'll be my power that works through you. I'll sustain you. And so much, 
you know, no matter if you're a missionary or just a follower of Christ anywhere, yeah. I think this year has kind of brought a lot of people into a difficult, dark place. Yeah. And it's in our instincts to try to work through it logically. Well, how do I get myself? I need some good news or I need some, I need something to happen in my life to kind of give me that jolt. But I continuously heard God speak back to me. No, you don't. You need to come under my wing. Yeah. Denise, do you want to? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was really good. Yeah. To me, it was just going through all those hard moments, just thinking like, God, take me out of this, you know, take me out of this. I don't want to go through this. But then he just telling me, I'll be there. I'll be there with you, you know. When your close friend passed away, I'll be there. Yeah. Or when, if this babe is not alive, I'll be there. I'll be there, you know. And, and he needed to be enough for me. So mm. I had, there, there's a song that I kept listening throughout the period that says, I won't fear the bad news. I won't fear you know, because you were with me. So I kept just, I had to tell myself <laughs> the truth of who God is. Yeah. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves who he is, you know, because we only see the, the circumstances, the bad things, you know, the sickness or whatever it is. But... I had to, to do that constantly, you know, and I had a really good moment uh, in my living room, and I really felt like he, he was right there with me. I sobbed, you know, I cried, and, but I, as he said, I kind of felt like he, his arms around me, you know, around... And, and after that, it's just like, okay, okay, thank you. And another, another experience I'll share, it was like the, it was right, like a week before we came, I, I bled again. And I was like, oh man, again? I don't wanna go back to the hospital. I don't wanna do any ultrasound, because if I know anything about this baby, I won't be able to travel, you know? So, then I went to the room, called Christopher, and I told him, and, I, and right away I just felt, Lord, I said, Lord, what should I do? Should I go to the hospital or should I stay? And it was so like somebody was saying to me, just rest, just go to sleep. It was like late, it was like 10 in the, at night, and I just felt such a peace in my heart, mm -hmm. and I said, honey, we're not going to the hospital, <laughs> we're going to bed. <laughs> He's taking care of this babe. And I felt so much peace that I, actually, I, I fell asleep and I slept the whole night, you know? And the next day, the bleeding was gone. So, you know, those moments, those experiences mm -hmm. that we have with Jesus throughout our hard periods of, in our lives, it's just, it's gonna just, uh, makes us stronger and yeah. makes us just um, depend on him so yeah. much more, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> well, you know, just sitting here looking at you guys and hearing stories, I, I just want you to know, like as you're sending church, just uh, obviously how much we love you and 
but how proud we are of you. I know I get to talk with you more and, and just to hear all that you guys are doing down there and all the lives that you're impacting. And so we're, we're gonna wrap up here in, a, in like just a little bit, but I wanna ask some, some more practical questions. Like one, I will say we have a, a, um, a, uh, a piece of paper, I know, a sign-up sheet. Yeah, just wanna let you, we have a sign-up sheet at the info counter to get, if you don't get Christopher and Denise's newsletter, after the service, going out to the info counter and you can, you can get your information there and you'll start getting their, their newsletter. Um, but just, uh, uh, how can we be praying specifically for you guys? I mean, you're gonna go back in a week, you're going back, I mean, there's still some, you know, Brazil is stirred up in many different ways. Yeah, like our uh, next, uh, real quick, our next six months are gonna be crazy. Uh, we have a baby coming in three months. Uh, we're, uh, the, the numbers are starting to really drop in our city, so we can kind of see the, the light at the end of the tunnel as far as kind of opening things, uh, everything back up. So trying to figure out the balance of pastoring two churches and how exactly that's going to work. Um, uh, we've, and we've made it this far through the pandemic, but our responsibilities have been less because of the pandemic. So trying to figure out the balance of that wild and easy is, uh, you know, recovering from birth and we have to, now two little ones in the household. So that's a, a big prayer request. Um, also, I mean, just really practically speaking, let's pray for our city. It, it's, yeah. it's still struggling. It's kind of the amount of businesses that have shut down. Uh, it's, we have a lot of people in our church that are really just barely making it. And, um, and yeah, I would, I would, I think that's a. I think that's probably the. Obviously, you know, we did have some ultrasounds while we were here in the states, and the baby's doing just fine. So, but you can continue to pray for uh, him. We know it's a boy now, so we don't have a name yet. But <laughs> Michael's a nice name, but uh, <laughs> just throwing it out there. Miguel, I, yeah, Miguel, Miguel, yes. Miguel is Michael. Miguel, Michael. Michelle. So, but I, you know, and we. Uh, let me ask how you guys are doing financially, because we, as you're sending church, we want to support you through prayer, um, but we also want to support you financially. So I'm, I'm giving you the uh, the blank check here. You can just throw it out there. No, no. But seriously, how you know, are you guys doing? You know, presently, you know, we're we're doing. Uh, I think last time we were here, we were doing a lot worse than we're doing now. But looking into the future, um, there is some. You know. One of the things that's going on is the, our church building is on, uh, of the church we plant is on the property of where we live, our house. And so before we came back on furlough, we were told by the owner of the house that she's selling the house. And so um, we're, not, we're not extremely worried that the house will sell very quickly. There's still a pandemic going on and it's a, it's a larger property. But we do, uh, we will begin to start looking for um, some changes as far as location. Um, also, uh, yeah, so I, I think that there's some costs that we see coming yeah. and, and, yeah. and also the fact that we're adding one more uh, family member. Um, so we'll, you know, we're, yeah, so I think we, we're doing okay. We're doing okay. Um, yeah. But if you, and like we say this all the time, uh, and I, I don't know if people really believe it, but it's absolutely true. The vast majority of the people who support me aren't giving hundreds and hundreds of dollars. We, I have so many supporters that are giving $15, $20 a month, $10 a month. And, and 
that's, you know, if you, that's amazing for us. So if you, yeah. listening to us, you felt God kind of knock on your heart a bit. Um, if you would, if you would like to donate to our, our, our ministry, our cards out there have, um, have my email address, but also have the website of the mission that we work for, uh, shingu.org. And you just get onto the, the website, click on me and Denise's name, and it'll kind of walk you through it. It'll kind of, it's pretty simple. Yeah. And, um, you know, people can, can give a one-time or you can give a, a monthly amount. Okay, very cool. Hey, so we're going to, I can hear the worship team back there mumbling. Hi, we hear you. So we're going to go, <laughs> we're going to go back into worship so you guys can come on back up, the worship team. But here's what we're going to do. Um, thank you, Christopher and Denise. Denise. Muito bom. Muito obrigado. So, but uh, as we go back into worship, um, there's communion elements at the uh, front and the back. If you, if you want to take communion on your own with your family, please feel free to do that. Oh, you could. <laughs> but, you know, so as we're worshiping, you know, typically we would say, hey, if you feel like the Lord gives you a, like a picture or a word or something for the room, come on over here. Andrew and I will be over here. We're going to do something. Uh, uh, and if you do get that, please come on over. But we're at... After worship, we're going to pray for Christopher and Denise. And I was praying on the way to church and just saying, I just felt like this nudge from the Lord, like, let's do something different. I feel like we need to do something different. And so as we worship, I want to ask you to ask the Lord for a word of encouragement for them. And, uh, uh, and we'll see what happens. So after worship, if you feel like God gives you a word from him, like just something to encourage them, I just ask you to come over here. And then we're just going to take the time to to give those words to you guys. And we just, as a sending church, want to bless them and pray for them. So why don't we stand up? We're going to go back into worship. Uh, Chris, yeah, you guys can, you go for it, yeah. And, uh, but like I said, if you feel like God gives you something either for Christopher and Denise or the church, come on over here and then after worship, we'll do that. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. I hope that what you heard has encouraged you in your walk with Jesus. For more information and to contact us, go to vcdc.org. We'll bless you. Have a wonderful week.